0: Good evening, everyone. Yeah, it's okay. You are allowed to respond. I know, I, I know often in church, it's only the guy up the front who gets to speak and the, uh, the crowd in the orchestra pit. But um, you are allowed to answer back. Good evening, everyone. Awesome. It's just good to know there are people back there because I can't, despite the backlighting on my phone, I can't actually see all that well in the back rows. But this evening, I want to approach things a little differently. Normally on Christmas Eve, I come with a message that's related to what the, what the kids did as, as a nativity. Perhaps a little more, uh, I hope, eloquent. Um, but the story of, of Jesus' birth through the eyes of Mary or Joseph or, or the shepherds is, is something that we often do around Christmas. But I thought this evening, why don't we look at the story of Christmas from heaven and sort of ask the question, what on earth was God thinking when he sent his son Jesus to earth as a baby? Sort of what, what possessed him to think that we actually needed a small child sent to us? I mean, I'd have preferred someone a bit older perhaps a bit more knowledgeable, and yet we got, we got a baby. And so the question I'm asking is, why did Jesus come and why did he come as a baby? And the interesting thing is that there is a, a book in the New Testament, a letter written by the Apostle Paul, which actually answers this question. And it's not one of the Gospels. It's actually the book of Colossians, which is a letter that Paul wrote to a group of people living in a city called Colossae, to let them know about Jesus. and I looked at the the letter. I could read you out the letter. It would take up the the remaining time and it would be a good filler. But I think the interesting thing is for us at Christmas is, is to look at why did Paul target this group of people to tell them the message about why Jesus came to earth. And the thing is that the Colossian Christians... We're all wealthy. They actually lived in a very affluent region. And the affluence of that region had bred cynicism. And the fact that they discovered that having a lot of money doesn't actually bring joy meant that they'd begun to craft their own belief system. And they'd divided into two groups of people that departed from the truth of the gospel. One group was called the Gnostics. Great name. And they believed, they had a really good belief, they believed matter was evil. So anything you could touch was bad, but the spiritual was good. And so they reasoned that because Jesus came as a baby and a a baby you can touch, then Jesus was evil and therefore he couldn't have come from God. And so they had this good argument going. And the other group was a group called the Judaizers, or ex-Jews, if you like, who wanted everybody to return to living primarily by Jewish law. So in their minds, Jesus actually wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to come as our saviour. They had to invent some extra rules. They had, they had a, a Jesus plus mentality. Now it's okay to believe in God, but we're going to add something extra to the mix. And so you had these two groups of people who were not at, only at each other, but they were confusing everybody else because they couldn't grasp the fact that sending a baby in the flesh was actually enough for the salvation of mankind. And today, just like the, those people, there are many people floundering, searching for significance, looking for something to put their faith into, or someone, for some, time, some sort of ultimate meaning in life. And they turn to psychics, astrology, pretty much anything other than God, to try and find some direction. But only Jesus actually offers us salvation based on what he did, not on what we do. Our lives are not a meaningless journey looking for something to do. Just as every thread in a tapestry has a function, God has a plan for every single one of our lives. It's because of what Jesus did for us that makes us want to reach out to others. It's interesting, he he didn't come to earth to improve our morality and our kindness kindness by 15% for the last 40 days of the year. Because that's what they, they reckon people do. For the last 40 days of the year the level of kindness in the community goes up because we approach Christmas. He didn't actually die for that. He expects us 24-7, 365 days a year to be ambassadors on his behalf to show his love. The fact that Jesus walked out of heaven and entered earth shows us his love for us. So Christianity is not an allegiance to some moral code. It's actually the worship of the person of Jesus Christ. So let's, look, let's have a look at the verse in Colossians that tells us why Jesus came. In chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Give joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he's rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So why did he come? That passage outlines four reasons. He came to qualify us, to claim us, to rescue us, and to redeem us. Sounds a bit heavy, really, doesn't it? Qualifying is easy. I mean, who's it? I won't ask the question, but if you've ever been in to apply for a bank loan, you have to fill out all these forms because they're not going to give you money until they think you're qualified to pay it back. The great thing about Jesus is that if you apply to be in his family, The application alone qualifies you. All you have to do is submit the application. He came to claim us. Seems a bit bold. But he claimed us to be part of his family. Would you like it if you went to the mailbox tomorrow and inside was a letter from a lawyer and it said, just letting you know, a rich relative that you've never heard of has put you in his will come to my office tomorrow to find out what you're getting. Who would throw that letter in the bin and ignore it? No, none of you. You'd all be up there in the door of his office thinking, what part of that inheritance have I got? Jesus actually came to claim us because he is giving us the inheritance that his people, that his holiness deserves. He's come to rescue us. Rescue us from what, you might say. Most of us don't really feel like we need rescuing. But I love what he says here. He says, from the dominion of darkness. I love the wording of that phrase because if you're honest with yourself, there are things that people will do in darkness that they would never do in the light. And not, there are varying degrees of darkness. It's not just black, extreme sin. Some of the darkness is just like these people in Colossae just trying to add a little bit to what Jesus said or just trying to take a little bit away so that it's not quite the word of God. It's not quite what Jesus said. And the fourth thing he came to do was redeem us. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, redeem is a, is a great church word. You go to a church and they talk about redeeming people. And to me, I always felt that if somebody wanted to redeem me, I, was, I felt guilty. You know, if I needed redemption, I must be pretty badly off. And yet, if you look at the actual meaning of redemption, it's actually just to give people worth and value. If we were to boil down the very core of why Jesus came, redemption and forgiveness would be the leading leading motivation. He came to give us worth and value. The sort of that, and this is the sort of value I mean. I heard a story some time ago about a young couple newly married with kids. They'd just moved out to a farm in the country and they'd had a bit of problem with finances and having two children coming along put a bit of strain on the marriage. And one morning, the young father woke up to find a note in the bed next to him and his wife wrote in the note that she needed space and would be gone for a little while. And he respected that And sort of let her go But of course he rang her every day On her mobile And talked to her And and told her repeatedly We love you We need you We want you to come back And she refused to answer He could hear her silently sobbing in the background But she wouldn't answer And she wouldn't come home And after a couple of weeks of this He was starting to get desperate They were communicating But there was something missing And so he rang his sister-in-law to ask her whether she had any idea where his wife was. And he explained the situation. She sympathised with him and in today's modern age sometimes these things aren't too hard. She looked on her phone at Find My Friends and located her to a place that looked like a motel. And so he went down to that motel and of course you can't barge into the front desk and demand to see your wife. So he started knocking on doors to try and find the motel unit that his wife was in. And she's sitting there on a lumpy hotel bed in a dimly lit room, feeling about as lonely as she ever had in her whole life. And suddenly she hears this knock at the door. She gets up and the knock gets a little bit louder. She peers out of the curtain to have a look. And it's her husband. She rushes to the door, opens it and throws herself into his arms and he starts his usual pattern. He says, we love you, we need you, we want you to come back but she's not listening. She's gone back into the room, she packs the few clothes she had into her suitcase, hops into the car and comes home with him immediately. They have Christmas with the kids and just a few days after Christmas, the Christmas tree is back on top of the wardrobe for another year. The kids are outside playing. And he turns to her and he says, why did you wait so long to come home? I begged you to come back a dozen times. What took you so long? And she said, you told me you loved me. You told me you needed me. But they were just words until you came. You see, 2,000 years ago, the God of the universe came. He left heaven. He came through the doorway of earth and he set aside his power. Why? He did so to rescue and redeem us. Rather than just hearing that God loves us, he put those words into actions by coming to earth. Someone doesn't come that far unless he or she loves you and wants a relationship with you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour. He is Christ the Lord. It doesn't do a lot of good for Jesus to have been born in Bethlehem unless he's born in your heart as well. Jesus came to give us worth and value. But he didn't come to give it to us in an instant. He came to give us a lifetime of worth and value. See, at this point in my message, I would normally actually invite people to respond to that message by taking a step towards Jesus. To actually saying. I'm prepared to admit that I need claiming, rescuing, redeeming, and the other one. But I'm not going to do that because I believe that Jesus wants something more from us than a decision in a moment where we might feel vulnerable, open. But he actually wants us to do something which is for life that is long-lasting, that we actually practice on a day-to-day basis. And you might, may wonder why for our New Year and breakfast services, we've, we've given it the title, A Fresh Start. Because It's because I want to encourage you, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or you're here today and you're not sure about your relationship with him, it's not actually a decision that you can make on the spot to suddenly change your I've made enough New Year's resolutions to know that making a decision on the spot doesn't actually mean squat. You can break New Year's rev- rev- resolutions almost as soon as you make them. But So I want to encourage you, if you want to make that journey, if you want to take a step of faith, if you want to actually journey with Jesus, then come along to those services that Nathan talked about. Find out what it is to have a fresh start of faith. Find out how knowing Jesus can change your attitude about hope and experience what Jesus brings in terms of love. I hope and I pray that you guys have an extremely rewarding and wonderful Christmas. I pray that you have a safe Christmas and New Year on the roads. I just pray that you're blessed in the New Year 2018. Is coming thank you mate let's thank chris this evening